Well, 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 well. Did you catch the common theme there? Change. And if you haven't been asleep for the last two and a half years, we have seen a lot of changes globally. We've seen a lot of changes nationally. We've seen a lot of changes in our homes. But here's the thing, kingdom entrepreneur, kingdom family, If we're sitting around waiting for the world to change, instead of saying, I can change the world, and that change will do you good, then we're constantly going to play a victim. We're constantly going to be looking for someone else to fix it. We're constantly going to uh, shrink back due to our circumstances rather than rise up above them and take the opportunity that God has for us to expand and stretch and grow spiritually in a time when most people are just kind of waiting on everything physical around them to shift. It's our responsibility, and it's our time to take radical responsibility to do something different, and that's change. Right here on the Turn On Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori, and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. All right, so as you see, the topic of today is about how do we change? You know, we're coming towards the last quarter of the year here. We're in it. And what we're asking ourselves is, there's, there's always this kind of ping pong match in our heads, right, Angelique? It's like, how much do I change? How much do I personal develop? How much do I not change? How much do I stay true to who I am? And it's this almost going constant going back and forth of, of what I know and who I am, but how do I expand that? How do I grow? How do, how do I take the last couple months of this year and prepare myself for the, for the start of, of a new year and really Hopefully, right? <laughs> Hopefully a much better one. It's not been easy. It's it's really hard to say. And um, what, what happens is, is because of all the external changes, like most of the changes have come as a result of our external circumstances, you know, every from a global perspective. And then as you zoom in, it be, you know, it's it's your community. You know, if you then you zoom in and it's your home and all these external changes put people in what's called like survival mode. Right. And so you're you're in survival mode and we immediately only focus on what's the bare minimum, you know, that I need to get through. And that's sort of like your physical needs of food, water, air and shelter. Right. If, and all of a sudden, if we can just maintain that with all of the constant change around us, we have some consistency in the things that we know are certain. And here's where that it's obviously it's a good thing because we want to survive but here's what happens to people that 
uh, everyone, not just people that like everyone wants to be in a place where they feel like they're thriving. I don't care who you are, where you're from. There's no greater feeling that's immeasurable when you feel like you're in a place of thriving. The problem is, is that we're all in a, in a time and generation right now. We're experiencing things at such an um, a rapid rate of change that we shrink back and look for ways to stay certain. And that certainty then leads to just meeting our physical needs. And then we forget that thriving is a result of meeting spiritual needs. And we just experienced that um, this past weekend yeah. Um, when we hosted the Charismatic Marketer. Now, this was a very intimate group. It was a very hands-on group that we spent a good eight weeks with prior to this event. But then once we were in person, something really special yeah. happened. And it was very spiritual. It was very immeasurable. And it's it's like anything else in life. You just can't explain it until you experience it. But there was there's work involved. There's well, work involved, and well, I can go into that. But well, what's interesting is, you know, the Pearl Jam song that I played in the lead-in, it, it, the lyric, I always thought it was fascinating because Eddie Vedder says, I change by not changing at all. Um, now, you can take that a hundred different ways. You know, that's the beautiful thing about a lyric. People interpret it a thousand different ways. It's it's what, what hits your ears. Just kind of like sometimes... <laughs> like scripture. <laughs> like scripture, yeah. Um, and and I, I've been telling people, and, and as we got out of this past weekend, and we had a, a another meeting with the people that I went through that... I reminded them, I said, ever since I've been teaching this course in 2015, I said, my job is not to change your channel. It's to turn the volume up on yeah. who you are. So yeah. think about that. I, I don't want someone to be somebody else. And that's the problem that we see is everybody is trying to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. I want you to be yourself. But my goal is to turn the volume up on who you are. Do we have to personal, you know, grow personally? Of course we do. Do we have to grow spiritually? Of course we but do. But that is a form of growth. Volume is growing. Right. It is the way to grow. There's a lot of people out there who are super talented. We've seen a lot of them this past weekend who just, they need that nudge. They need that God nudge. They need that God confidence. They need that God wisdom so they can take what they have in their bellies and their minds and their hearts and take it to the next level. I'm gonna, you know, I... what's, what, here's what's interesting. What, what, one quick point before you go into this. Our, our good friend Justin Prince said this because... Yeah. We were talking about speaking up and how to open your mouth and say large things, mm-hmm. right, for the kingdom, from, Psalms, yeah. from the kingdom perspective. And Justin said, look, we're all doing this because of business. He goes, but think about this. And listener, think about it. He goes, what if it's just about getting in the ears of the youth? What, In other right. words, these right. kids are, are listening to things. The young, younger generation is going to be on social media. And if you say, I don't need to be on social media, the question is, then what's going to fill their ears? If, if the good people out there with good advice and good morals and good values and good ethics aren't filling up the channels of social media with those messages, something else will. And he said, it's probably not going to be that good. So he goes, if mm-hmm. that doesn't inspire you parents out there and you leaders out there to speak up and get loud, then I don't know what will. And I just think that's a great point. Well, you said... Um, it, 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 Remember this quote, all that's needed for evil to prevail is for what? Good men to do nothing. Good, good men, men to, and women good to do men nothing. Good men and women to do nothing. There's the spiritual need. Yeah. There's the spiritual growth. There's you know, there's the volume that you're talking about. So um, our event, the Charismatic Marketer, charisma, okay? Charisma is actually the Greek word for a divine gift of God inside of you. Well, that's immeasurable, folks. I mean... If you're unaware that God is not in a box, I'm here to tell you today, he's not in a box. You can't measure him with a stick. Like he is big. He is 
he is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. He is uh, just beyond our, our pea brain thinking. And we can't quantify him the same way that we quantify other things in the world. So I was um, reading a, just a little bit from this book called uh, Business Secrets from the Bible. And there's just a piece in here about, you know, physical and spiritual needs. And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. It reminds me so much of what we're talking about with charisma. So it talks about um, the difference between the physical and the spiritual. I, can I can I just read for a second? I Absolutely. Just, okay. So it says, for instance, a woman might ask a doctor, is my child going to be male or female? Well, that's purely a physical distinction and easy to determine. And she might ask if her baby's going to have a tendency to be overweight or large or slender. And they might be even to have, you know, um, the ability to tell them that or any even childhood diseases because it's physical, right? It's, it's measurable, quantifiable. Yeah. Um, but then she might continue to say, um, can you tell me if my child's going to be an honest human being? Is my child going to be a person with integrity? Is my child going to be a loyal friend whom people will love? Is my child going to be a person of optimism or pessimism? Is my child going to be capable of resourcefulness and determination? And at this point, the doctor shrugs his shoulders helplessly and explains to his patient that she's now inquiring on the spiritual characteristics and no tests such as this exist. Mm. These depend on the manner in which the child is raised. So now when you get down to the question of that child's future and their financial success in the world, it should be very clear that the physical characteristics about which she inquired are not as important as the spiritual. So listener, this is for you. Uh, If that child one day will seek a job, the job will be awarded only on the basis of, here we go, personality, integrity, skills, communication, ability, resourcefulness, optimism, and acquired knowledge and skills. So do you see that all these things are are spiritual in nature? Like they are developed and you actually get to decide how big you want to develop them. The secular secular world kind of calls them soft skills. That's what some of those things, but we we know they're spiritual skills. They're spiritual. That is the human spirit in its, you know, in its definition, like all those things we just said. And we go back to story and how important story is, how important it is for us to open our mouth and tell our story. You look at the Bible, and it is a collection of stories. It's a collection of parables and stories that survived thousands of years, you know? And, yeah. and like we said at the, at the conference, you know, Jesus didn't call other preachers. We need those people. But what he called was pastors, yeah. right? I mean, what, no, he calls, what, what he called was... Um, no, marketplace. Sorry, yeah, marketplace people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's so important. Because we spend the majority of our waking hours there. So, you know, I, I want you guys to kind of sit with where you are and where we've been these last couple of years, because if you have an awareness and understanding that, of that only the physical world of like what we're in survival mode of right now is going to, it's going to greatly hand, handicap your hopes for the future. It'll greatly handicap you. Um, if, if you're in a place right now where you're just trying to get by, it's going to greatly handicap you. Now, listen, this is coming from someone that was raised in, in, you know, on food stamps, you know, I was, I lived in poverty for the majority of my life. So there was a lot of times where we just got by, but there was an immeasurable amount of spirit on my mother. There was an immeasurable amount of spirit, even in my father. And, and as a result, I never wanted to look at circumstances as my physical world and say that I'm quantified by that, that I am uh, measured you're not, not going to be shackled to a generational thing. No, that's or a what happens to you. Curse, now, essentially, it, it, and yeah. it's tough because we can't control what happens to us. And and some people have been, you know, have a lot on their plate right now. Mm-hmm. But the one thing we can do is to address the things that make a difference. And right now, whether we like it or not, 
what's going to make a difference is our ability to articulate a vision, a movement, even a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Your your ability to connect with people. And what we had was for the last two years, people telling you to stay indoors, be quiet, mm-hmm. don't, don't touch talk to anybody, don't touch anybody, don't talk to anybody. And there, there goes our spiritual uh, spiritual needs. Yeah, and that was an attack by the enemy. I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure oh, yeah. of it. Warfare. So now. A lot of people out there, most of you are asking yourselves, what next? Like, what now? How do we recover from this? There ha- and, and, and Angelique and I identified some, some things. There has to be a strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there has to be what we call John C. Maxwell says there's a North Star. Mm. He said every successful person he knows has a North Star. There has to be some messaging that you are going to perfect. There has to be a certain look and when I say, look, that's more like a posture. How does your body language, what is your, what is the posture of your shoulders? Our friend Justin speaks on video, but I asked the team the other day, I said, you'd never see Justin really sitting down when he speaks on video because it's a posture of victory of authority to stand and deliver. And then there has to be consistency. There has to be consistency in your messaging. And Ange, do you want to talk about some of the messaging? It's interesting because we've learned so much. And what I think makes our teaching really unique is we we really look for that golden thread between the spiritual world and the the marketplace. We've said in my book, actually, we said, you know, we've spent plenty of hours in the pews where people were kind of teaching a prosperity gospel, but they were missing some of the practical things. And then we, we went in the marketplace world where they were teaching the practice things, but they were missing the spiritual. the spiritual side. Yeah. And so what we, our goal here with the charismatic marketer with turned on, we're the bridge. We want it to be, we said, why can't we have both? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's look, our goal is to try to, you know, be as close to, you know, and we'll never, we're going to fall short every single day, but like we want to live, lead market work, commune like with the as close to Jesus as possible and we're going to mess up on a day-to-day basis but if Jesus did anything right it's he hit an autonomous zone that hardly anybody can do anymore like he he just cut through the middle he did such a great job of of standing in that gap yeah between the physical and the spiritual he actually brought the kingdom to earth you know in in a way that no one there no one else could you know because left to our own devices we're going to mess things up and just like we were talking about the last couple of years think about what you just said how such an attack on the human spirit hey you're good you got food water and shelter <laughs> but don't be in communion with people don't go to events don't you know don't don't connect yeah uh don't go to church. Don't build your spirituality. Don't be able to attend this thing to build a skill. So the people that rose during this time um, and the people that grew during this time are the people that got really resourceful. And that's what I'm encouraging. David and I are encouraging right now. It's like, it's time to be incredibly resourceful because this is where the, in the darkest of times that people shine the brightest, it's the brightest stars. So if you feel like the world has dimmed out your light right now, um, it it certainly played a part, but it's, it's really up to you at this point in time to start turning the volume up. Like you, you have your hand on the dial. Well, what we've seen, and let's speak, let's speak to the kingdom marketer because um, I think in general, uh, the devil's got the tongue of a lot of people right now. (laughs) Either, either he's closed the mouths of the good people out of fear or he's wrapped a Python around their neck. Yeah. And what we want to do is we want to speak to the kingdom entrepreneur. That's our goal. So it's interesting because 
I was thinking, should we should we play what we played at, at our at our event? Pastor. Yeah. Mm. Now set it up. Tell them how we met this person. I mean, we, she came to preach. Yeah. And she was fantastic. Yeah. So um, one of the churches that we had attended, dear dear friends of ours. As a matter of fact, if you've been a listener for a while, um, Pastor Rogan, who was the pastor of this church, was his his was on our podcast, he yeah. and his wife, Cynthia, um, and two incredible human beings and, and pastors. And they brought in pastor Nancy Dufresne, um, to this church in Nashville. And man, she just, well, I mean, in our terms, let it rip, you know? And, um, she has such a beautiful way of breaking down this scripture. And this is the scripture that we played in the opening, um, of our event and literally everybody has been, so you'll probably see this trend <laughs> of this Psalm. Well, go um, back, go back to what you said earlier. The old, the older quote, um, it, it, all that it takes for evil to exist is it's for, for good, is for good men to, and women to do nothing, to do nothing or keep their say mouth nothing shut. Yep, or yep. say nothing. And that's what we've seen. So not only do we want to speak up for social issues, uh, you know, we got a lot of important social issues, but we want to speak up for the kingdom marketplace. That, no doubt. I mean, think about if this, like, think about, there's so many different types of businesses that could be winning right now. And, you know, I think that the enemy certainly highlights the ones that I would feel are not so um, honorable, yes, uh, noble, whatever you want to say it. Like, there's a lot of things going on in the marketplace right now, especially from a you know, big corporate situation where you're just like, ew, like why, why do those people still stay in the green? Well, we know why, because we know that they subscribe to a totally different God. And, um, what we're really about is like David says, the kingdom, the kingdom business, you know, the, the kingdom entrepreneur, the kingdom families, if we can get you to speak up, like we believe you're the ones that change the world, but it's the, you're the underdog right now. Yeah. doesn't mean you're not a champion. Underdogs don't sit the bench. They just yes. aren't, they just aren't, you know, their name's not in lights right now because the enemy's name's in lights right, right now and he's gotten a lot of damn airtime and we're about to cut him off by you opening your mouth. That's right. And, and if, if there's anything I can tell you is now is the time, right now is the time to take those next steps. Right now is the time for all of you sitting out there going, but I can't, I don't know how, I can't articulate myself or I'm scared. What if I get shot down? What if, what if somebody challenges me? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm not loud enough? What if I'm not articulate enough? That's what's happening is you're second guessing yourself. So what we're going to teach you how to do is how to get your message out there. You have a message, you've been sitting on it and it's good people often, you know, because we know that uh, people who are humble sometimes are often too humble and it's not about being humble. It's about being strong. You know, Jesus was humble, but he gave his message. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't afraid to speak You know, up. Paul was humble, but he gave his message. And we need people out there to give the message. So let's just play. It's it's 90 seconds from Pastor Dufresne, and it's about opening your mouth wide. I think this speaks. This spoke to us, and, and it lit up a lot of people at our conference. I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide. So when it says open your mouth wide... It's talking about a twofold thing here. Open your mouth to say large things. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't say figure it out. It doesn't say calculate it. It just says open your mouth. Open your mouth. The bigness that God has for your life begins with your open mouth. Now, his part was bring us out. Our part is open our mouth wide. Then it goes back 
to his part. And the next part, and I will feel it. You can't feel it. All you can do is open your mouth wide. He does not ask you to feel it. He does not ask you to go out and figure out a way and calculate a way to get into all the things that you're talking big about. He just asks you to open your mouth and he will meet the wide open mouth. And he will meet it with fullness. Ooh. <laughs> so let me, that doesn't ever get old. I We've know, heard it like a hundred times this weekend. It does not get old. It is so good. And, and here's what I, large I my favorite things. part. I love it. Say large, large things. things. It was, it was that back and forth. There was a three part thing and it all comes back to what is your obedience right now? Christian marketer. What is your obedience? If we look at this, she says, uh, God's part is to bring us out. Like, and we're out. Like you can take that. How many ways can you take that? We talk it back in the day, bring you out of the land of Egypt, right? Bring you out of captivity. Hey, we're out of a dark time right now. You you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity right now. Literally. He brought us out of the womb, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're born, you're here on this earth. The the chances of that are very rare happening. So you're here. He brought you here. The, The next part is your part. Open your mouth. Like stop being quiet. If you have something to say, say it and stop being in fear of judgment. Stop always holding yourself back because other people are going to grab the spotlight from you and you got better things to say, meaning better things to say for the kingdom. And the third part goes back to him. And he will fill it. And he will fill it. And, and I don't want people to get confused there. We think, well, so she's saying there's no strategy or I don't have to think about it. Ah, it's not that. Yeah, but that's where, I mean, that's what we what we were able to really help facilitate. That's what the charismatic marketer is about. You know, like they trusted themselves with all of the tools that we had given them. Yeah. Um, that they had learned that yeah. personified their spirit on stage. And all they really had to do was get up there and open their mouth. Amen. And he filled it. He knew they knew their story. Yeah. They just needed a little bit of help. They needed to color it in a little bit. They needed a, the proper framework for to be succinct, you know. And there is strategy. There is a lot of value in the practical side. You can't just go out there right. flapping your gums and not having any direction. But there's so most people aren't opening their mouth to begin with. They're so afraid. So if we could just give you some tracks to run on yeah. and some tools to use, then when you open your mouth, everything else gets easier. Well, one thing, as their coach, we listened to their story. We knew what was the heart of their story. We knew right. what their their trigger was. We knew what their victory was. We knew what their dip was. And our job was to encourage that, but always say, well, what's in it for your audience? Right. Everybody has a story to tell, but if it's just our story, then that's great. But if we, if we can help people learn it, like let's put it this way. If we go back to the ultimate story, if we go back to either Moses, but the ultimate story of Jesus, if it's just, hey, this is me, I'm Jesus. Hey, great, everybody, look at me. I'm the son of God. You know, look what I can do. I can raise Lazarus from the dead. It's not just about that. His story was told so we would benefit. And Mm -hmm. that's a simple rule. Just think about that. Every story in the book was told so that other people could see themselves in it. When we talked about the the Joash story, King Joash, and, and the shooting of uh, only three of his arrows when he should have shot them all, it's the story was told not for just Joash. The story's told so later on, four thousand years later, we can read that and say, "Yeah, you know what? I'm 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 not emptying my quiver. I'm only playing halfway. I'm not being obedient to what the Word of God says. To says, go all out and do what you have to do. I'm holding back just in case. Mm-hmm. So." Every story has a purpose, and we have to be able to let him fill our mouths. But 
we don't get our mouths filled unless we fill our eyeballs with the word or we fill our ears mm. with the pastor or we mm. fill our hearts with the, the Holy Spirit. And the and right so, people around us. And we were we prayed with everybody before they went up on mm-hmm. stage. We mm-hmm. prayed with them and we said, Hey, you got like literally you got this. The Holy Spirit's in this room. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Know that God put you here for a reason and speak from the heart. And I tell you what, boy did it ever boy did they. I mean the Holy Spirit ripped like we our thing was let it rip. So just it and boy did they ever and did it ever. You know, God just really, really showed up and showed up big and 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 the cool part is is he got glorified you know i'm looking at all the testimonies um and the story shares from this past weekend and my one of my favorite parts of it is like not how how great they were how great the event was or how great we were it was like man my relationship with god went to a whole new level my relationship with God was restored. My relationship with God just got started. Like it was just, he got to be the star of the show and going back to, you know, kind of where all this started. What was, I told that story that Saturday night. What was the, what was the words that I told you that I heard God say to me a few years ago? Do you remember? You told me a lot of things. You're, You're quizzing me here. Open your mouth? No. What? Put me in, coach. Oh, yeah, of course. I, he finally got in. Like, I feel like he got in. I feel like he was there. I, I feel like he he got what he deserves, you know, in, in such a, an amazing way. And that is that was a testament to people boldly and faithfully stepping into something that felt scary and overwhelming it was a testament to their faith in opening their mouth wide and him filling it. But it was also a testament of them taking steps towards something with the right people, you know, and I'm not just giving myself and David credence, but like it's the container we were able to create because of the intention of this matters. Like his story told through you matters. His story told through you is the gospel. It is the good news. It's where he does his greatest work. It's where the great commission is, you know, gets implemented. And primarily because we love the marketplace so much is because this is where we get to show culture who God is. We spend the majority of our waking hours there and we've been told forever to don't bring, you know, not to bring God into work. And you're like, what? Why? This is where people find out who Jesus is. And, and you know why we need him more than ever? What's been happening? Let me ask you a question. I am the way, the what? The truth. The what? The truth. The truth. Mm-hmm. And the enemy is the father of what? Lies. lies. So what we see, and, and this goes beyond the church. My friends, every time you open up your social media, there's a little thing, oh, it's been fact-checked. <laughs> by, who? Been, yeah, by who? By who? By who? I am the way, the what? The truth. The truth. The, the enemy is the father of what? Lies. Lies. He will counterfeit it. My, my challenge to everybody listening out there is to simply do this. Tell the truth. Tell the truth because when, when you trust in God and tell the truth, you can't go wrong. That's what I kept telling people. I go, you can't go wrong. This is your story. You can't mess it up. 
And we have to be cognizant of the situation we're in. And the, the worst thing that anybody can do, whether it's going to a conference and getting pumped up for the weekend, or whether it's going to your service on Sunday, or going to a Bible study on a Wednesday night, the worst thing that you can do is, is lead people to believe that you're changing and mm. you're growing. And then nothing happens. And then sink backward. Yeah. And, and then retract into your shell because that's exactly what they're expecting people to do. Look at this person over here. They're changing. Oh, my gosh. I see him. I see the Holy Spirit in them. That's what they say. And then two weeks later, oh, no, sorry. They went back into their shell. It really, that God thing doesn't work because they retract it, and that's mm-hmm. the enemy retracting. Mm-hmm. God's telling you, he's pushing you. Go, go, go. Psst. Get mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Open your mouth wide. I made you. Mm-hmm. I know you can do this. So the worst thing you can do is not to obey him. I I wouldn't say it's an insult because I know there's fears. I get that. We have fears. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But the worst thing you can do for yourself, for your business, and really for for where we are in in our culture right now is to is to go like you are changing and, and to show people and to tell people and then allow the enemy to sneak back into your head, allow the father of lies to sneak back into your head and say, no, you're not worthy. You can't do it. And then you retract because that's exactly what he wants. He sees you moving and then he whispers a lie in your ear and then you retract. What's the name of this podcast? Turned on. Okay. What's the, what are the two words that we use with the charismatic marketer? Speak up. Okay. And then, uh, our mastermind, which we've, it's in yet to be completely didn't develop, but it was walk, walk it out, walk, it, walk out. it out. So you just brought up the scripture of, I am the way, the truth and the life. And, um, we actually made this correlation, uh, long ago when we created this podcast. So turned on is to see the way speak up is to speak the truth and walk out is to walk out the life that he has for you. So, it's all about Jesus. <laughs> See the way, speak the truth, walk out the life. He is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. And if we understand that golden thread, then the the way that we see things looks differently than the world. The way that we see things looks differently in the marketplace. The way that we speak is different. It's truthful. It's bold. It's courageous. It's set apart. And the way we show up is entirely different than what the world sees. And that is why we're so passionate um, about what we're doing here, because I am so tired of the carbon copies out there. I'm so tired of the same old stuff, because I know you're created for more. I know what you're capable of, and I know you have the capacity for it, but sometimes you just need someone to show you where the light switch is. And we're about to do that. That's right. So the last half of this podcast right here, we're going to give you practical advice. Now, these are, we, we talked a lot about the Bible. I'm going to give you some stuff from some secular books here. One of the best. I'm not going to tell you who it is first. I'm going to read the quote because sometimes, you know, people will judge. But I'm just going to read this quote and tell me if this doesn't resonate with you and what we're talking about. This says, businesses often struggle or fail, not because they had bad ideas, but because they kept changing direction or were inconsistent in choosing or communicating their core principles. Mm. If you're constantly changing your core principles, if you're having trouble communicating those things, yeah, you're going to fail. 
It's, it's, just, it's just something. And that same person said, as a leader, you deal with people, not robots. Mm-hmm. We forget that sometimes because so much of our lives is online. We, deal, we are dealing with people, not robots. That's why it's great to get back to live events. Any of you out there that are holding live events, I don't care how big or small they are, praise God. Get people back in communion with one another because we, we will deal with robots. And, and what, what I mean by that is we're dealing with that every day when we go on the computer. But as a leader, we're dealing with people. So your ability to be aware not only of what others are doing and saying, but what they are feeling is critical to your success. That's why it's not just about your story, but it's about how your story fits into their story, which brings me to another another great quote by Annette Simmons. She says, people are really tired of information. They're up to their eyeballs in information. Does that make sense, Ange? Yeah, it makes sense. They're That's tired. the problem. There's distractions everywhere. Yeah. What did I talk about uh, Friday morning at our event was like a, the difference between intimacy and proximity. You know, like... First of all, we're not even proximity to God because we have so many things in between us that is sharing, you know, taking up all the bandwidth. And then outside of that, there's no intimacy with him. Right. So we're, we are up to our eyeballs in information. Well, let's go back. So the first quote was by Dan Quiggle. I want to make sure I give him credit. Dan Quiggle, who wrote the book Lead Like Reagan, which I cannot recommend that book highly mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. If you are marketing, if you are an entrepreneur, Dan Quiggle was on Reagan's staff and he wrote a book called Lead Like Reagan. And he's the one that gave those first two quotes. We're not robots, so we have to deal with people. Okay? Now, Annette Simmons is the author of The Story Factor. Okay? Great, great book, The Story Factor. And she's the one who says people don't want more information because they're up to their eyeballs in it. Think about that. Every single time you open a device, you are being bombarded with information. When you turn on your TV, it's information. We are bombarded with messages all day long, and people are really up to their eyeballs. Agreed. She says, this is the best part, she goes, they want faith, faith in you, faith in your goals, in your success, in the story that you tell. They want faith in the story that you tell, and here's the key. Once you make your story their story, you've tapped into the powerful force of faith. How do you make your story their story? Well, from our standpoint, I call it the truth. From our standpoint, I say that every single time you open your mouth, every single time, you let God fill it. It doesn't mean you just open your mouth and expect to speak in tongues, right? I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm talking about when, when, what's on your spirit. What, if you have a heart, and I think that's what's wrong with our, our business world these days. Oh my gosh. Is we have a lot of people who just, their hearts are hardened. They've, they've sold their souls for the almighty dollar. They've sold their souls for significance in the world rather than significance in the kingdom. They've sold their souls because they've been blinded by the cutthroat principles of the business world, and they've forgotten that they're dealing with real people. You know, I have a car dealer uh, that I work out still in Phoenix, Arizona. His name is Paul Glanz. I'm going to give him a shout out. He's at Coulter Cadillac in Phoenix, Arizona. I still buy my cars from him, even though we're here yeah. in Dallas, Texas. And the reason I bring him up is because I said, Paul, you're a throwback. Like you yeah. care about people. You yeah. communicate with people. You want to see your customer happy. I can talk to you. Hyper communicate. Yeah. And, um, 
it's, it's just very important. And so if we're looking at Annette Simmons and, and she tells us that people want faith in you, we want faith in the people that we're going to give our dollars to. These people gave us money to come here to for the Charismatic Marketer event. You know what? And and my goal was to make sure that they got that and some. Our goal, Angelique, was to over-deliver. Yes. But it's to tell their story. So if you're marketing in today's culture right now and everything is really on social media. That's how, if you don't have a social media presence, it's very hard to market your product because people aren't listening to the radio or watching TV ads. And Annette Simmons says also, if a picture is worth a thousand words, then a story is worth a thousand assurances. People follow a person who they feel speaks the truth. It goes back to the truth. Now, I don't know what Annette Simmons' affiliation for for her faith. I don't know if she's a faith-based person or not. But I know that I'm going to take that quote and I'm going to say, yeah, people follow a person who they feel tells the truth. I'm buying a car from a guy who I feel tells the truth. Right. And we know what the stereotype in that industry is, right? Oh, yes. We Snake go, oil we salesman. Get, we get our AC repaired by people who we feel tell the truth because we know what people can do when they want to take advantage of mm-hmm. you. So if you're the consumer, you have to be on high alert. But if you are the marketer and you have a product out there and you are a kingdom marketer, then you run your business with the kingdom principles. You open your mouth wide, and you speak truth. Yeah, it's we find out more and more that just the the marketplace in the world in general is just filled with so much, you know, shyster, you know, stuff out there. And and it, there's there is there something that stands out, you guys. Why do you think that you is? You stand no, I, out I, I if you do this. For two reasons. I think people are lazy and they don't want to work for it. And I think, secondly, that they don't believe in abundance. Now, in the secular that world... and I believe that people are just doing it to get by. Sometimes, that's what I'm going back to what we're saying. Like, sometimes they're just doing the bare minimum to get by because we're all laziness. in survival mode. Exactly. But it's laziness. In other words, to, to over-deliver and to take time to care about people... I think is a biblical principle. I yeah, think I think Jesus would take time to care about people. Jesus and, was a hyper communicator. Yeah. And the other part if if we look at it, is there's an there's a scarcity attitude. There there are, people aren't living in an abundance attitude. There, and especially Christians. Yeah. We have to remember that Jesus tells us that he will take care of us. He will provide for us. Remember? He provides for the birds, right? They don't get up and worry every day. And That's I right. think so many people are worried. So many people are uh, fearful that he won't provide because they don't trust in him. How many times, Angelique, have we made a trust transaction with God? Oh, gosh. How many times have we... I feel we, like it's morning, noon, and night. Literally, you know, <laughs> and, and, and again, I go back and forth because we know the secular world so well, and we've been to so many conferences, and that their trust transaction is having somebody get up on stage and fall backward right into somebody else's arms. That's their trust transaction. Mm-hmm. You know what our trust transaction is? God, you take this business over. God, you fill these seats. Jesus, you're the one that told us to give this business to you. We're going to be obedient to you. We're going to ask you for the Holy Spirit to fill this room, and we're going to ask you to change some lives. And how's that trust transaction going? It's going great. You it's just, going awesome. You have to, the only difference is, so, that, so we don't err on the side of a prosperity gospel is the fact that you have got to do your part. Just like Nancy, Pastor Nancy Dufresne talked about his parts to bring you out. Your part is open your mouth. The problem is, is he's brought you out. Many of you haven't opened your mouth. You know, we there's been plenty of times when we just haven't opened our mouth. There was plenty of times when we, we played small. There's plenty of times when we shrunk back. It only lasted for about five minutes. But that five minutes it could be an opportunity for you to leverage an op- something that God has for you that you you were afraid of. Do not be afraid. It is 365 times in the Bible. Do 
not be afraid. Why do you think it's 365 times? Yeah. What else is 365 days in a year? So he's telling you not to be afraid every single day of the year. And it has been laid out in the syntax of the Bible. Do not be afraid. And, and you know what that speaks to? And I get it. I'm going to tell you something right now that I understand. We can't ignore it. Everybody that's marketing right now, especially to you e-commerce online marketers, there's something that's really big and we talk about it all the time and it's called validation. Okay? You need support. You need validation because, because of the instant gratification that social media provides in terms of likes and comments and hearts. Because of that... People, when they don't get that instant gratification, they will cower down and they will they will go away from their belief and their trust. When they got the word from God the night or the week or the month before, they got the word from God to be bold, and then they make that post or something, and all of a sudden they're not. So what I want to talk about real quick here is the three levels of support. Some people um, are, are nurtured. They have a supportive spouse. They have a supportive team, a supportive friend. Um, and that helps a lot with validation. To I know I count on my wife here a lot to to support me, validate me, and nurture me. Not that I need it a lot, but we're human. We just need it's encouragement. It's not we, validation. We're human. It's encouragement. We're human. Okay. The second level is take it or leave it. Um, I see this probably most often. We have a lot of people that we coach, and either their spouse, their teammates, their coworkers, their circle of friends is a take it or leave it. In other words. I'm not going to support you. I'm not going to, I don't really care. You know, like I'm more worried about my life and there's not a lot of support there. Yeah. And the third one is the worst kind. The worst kind. That's what I call ghost town. (laughs) There's, there's some people and my heart feels for them that I know are good people. They're dying for some support and validation and it's a ghost town. My initial thought is it's got to be tough. But my secondary thought is, are we believing in the word of God enough? Look, I can't tell you, I can't tell you as many times as I need to is, oh, there are going to be, there are so many days in the year. And if you need someone to pat you on your back every single day when you wake up, it's going to be tough. There are going to be times when people will doubt you. Elvis. Elvis, calm down, son. <laughs> Elvis liked that one. Dogs, babies, kids. So Welcome there, to the Turn On Podcast. <laughs> there will be times when people will doubt you. There will be times when you will doubt yourself. But again, go back to the word for your strength. You will have to, have to be strong enough to push through those times of doubt. Because what we'll do is we'll, we'll put words in people's mouths. We'll put thoughts in our own heads that aren't true because the enemy is the father of what? Lies. Lies. But Jesus is the way, the what? Truth. Truth and the life. So we need to make sure that we are following the way, the truth and the life rather than the father of lies. And that's not easy. And that's why you can't just be in church once a week. You have to be in the word every day. You have to wake up and say, hey, God. Let's co-create with one another today. If, if, I, if I did a word search for, in my book, The Pursuit, and I looked for the word co-creation, 25, 30 times, easy. 
Co-creation is the foundational principle of what Angelique and I are talking about right here. You invite the Holy Spirit into your business. You treat people the right way. You speak the truth. You act with integrity and ethics and watch how your business blossoms because that is what God would want you to do. And that's what we want you to do. Uh, At the end of the day, there's nothing cooler than co-creating with God. Literally nothing cooler. Um, We got to witness nearly 20 entrepreneurs do that this past weekend. They finally got to experience what it was like for them to trust in the creation of opening their mouth and him filling it. Because he fills your spirit first. And then you just that emulates you know, up through your throat and out your mouth and it does something into a room. That's why when you see some of the greatest people in the world, the pastors or whatever that, that, that speak life, they don't remember what you said. They remember how you made them feel. It's because it, it is spiritual. It's, it's beyond what I talked about earlier, the physical. There's such a immeasurable experience that comes from understanding how valuable your spiritual needs are, your spiritual works are, your spiritual relationship is, and therefore what you get to put out of value. Because once you do that, it becomes your spiritual share. And that share is what becomes value to other people, because that's what our gifts are for. And I'll leave you with the parable of talents. You know, we all have a measure. We all have a measure of a gift. We all have a measure of of charisma. Everyone's measure is different. But to the to the one that buried it because he was afraid he would lose it, they said to him, you're like, a, you're sloth, like a sloth, just you ungrateful sloth of a servant. Ouch. Ouch. But the increase and the multiplication that comes as a result of you investing in your talent is no greater trust transaction, no greater display of your trust and knowing of who God is than investing in your talent, investing in your measure, investing in your gift, the charisma he has for you inside of you. And that's our commitment to you. And that's what we love seeing. Hope he's turned you on today and you're ready to speak up.